0: More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Uh, This is uh, Thursday, March 30th, 2017. I meant to get this show out a little earlier this week. But life's been crazy. And uh, in the news last week, there was lots of craziness as usual. Crazy is the new normal. And I can't even begin to talk into all of it because there's so much going down. But uh, to bring you up to date with the ongoing war zone in the Middle East, uh, because mainstream media and the politicos inside the Beltway are being very quiet about this stuff of late, Uh, So I'm going to bring it to you. In Yemen, the second anniversary of the Saudi-U.S.-U.K. allied war against the very small and poor country of Yemen was recognized by protests of hundreds of thousands of people who... this square uh, in one of the cities of of Yemen, calling for an end to this illegal conflict which has killed at least 12,000 civilians so far and has created such a humanitarian crisis that the majority of the country is literally starving to death. Perhaps because the illegal wars that have been fought since at least 2003 exposes the culpability of all in DC, Republicans and Democrats alike, along with their allies in Europe and the Middle East. I guess if they bring this stuff up in the media these days, they'll further implicate themselves along with all the other crap that's being released right now through WikiLeaks Vault 7, which is exposing the -the off-the-charts illegal intelligence agendas worldwide. But specifically in the U.S., and when you think of all of the previous releases combined just over the past year or so, a lot of people know they are compromised and guilty as sin. Not a pretty picture for many of those who have made their careers inside and surrounding the Beltway world. Here's another bit of info, which you probably haven't heard about. In Iraq, a Kurdish news article disclosed what Western media has not. In fact, the Trump administration is pretty quiet about this as well. U.S. airstrikes bombed houses in Iraq, being used as civilian shelters, resulting in 287 civilian deaths. The U.S. at first denied responsibility. Then they said, oh, no, 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 ISIS did it. ISIS did it. And then after some back and forth, the U.S. finally admitted, yeah, yeah, we did it. Once again, the mainstream media and the Trump administration is mainly silent about these goings on in the Middle East. And you would think that the left that's been so virulently attacking Trump would utilize this massive civilian collateral damage, which happened on the Trump administration's watch as another attack point against him. But, No, not a peep, which is interesting when you think about it. Could be, as I said, that they're not willing to remind people of the illegal actions the U.S. is still involved in, not to mention the crimes against humanity that have been perpetrated consistently over these war-torn years. The fact that the depleted uranium U.S. artillery that so many millions of people have been subjected to over these many years, the mass exposure to this toxic, depleted uranium waste packed into every bullet, missile, and bomb, not to mention the exposure that our own troops are suffering from as a result, has been producing... Genetic mutations in newborns in very high numbers across the Middle East, including brain damage that is producing lower IQ levels to where young men and women who have grown up in these war-torn countries are easily brainwashed and persuaded to join mercenary forces to train and fight against the infidels. And also infiltrating within the masses of refugees which have fled across Europe and into the U.S. as well. And this takes us to the attack the other day in London, where a man named Khalid Massoud took his rented 4x4 down the sidewalk of Westminster Bridge, mowing down civilians, and then crashing into the wrought iron fence of the House of Commons, where Prime Minister Theresa May and Parliament were in session. You know, and, and they talked about it on the day that it happened, you know, it was all over the news, but they're really not talking about it anymore. And there's a weird part to this whole scenario. Uh, uh, this is um, where Massoud, after crashing into the fence at the House of Commons, he then managed to get out of his vehicle and, armed only with a knife, managed to get over the fence. And what is interesting to note here is that the first reports I heard about this aspect of the story is that he crashed through the gate But that wasn't true. Pictures of his crashed vehicle show that he was still outside of the gated House of Commons and still on the street. And let me paint this picture for you. The House of Commons, where Parliament sits, is on the palace grounds, the palace grounds of Westminster. Think about the level of security that protects the House of Commons. So, somehow, this guy surmounted the fence with only a knife and was able to stab to death an armed policeman and wound two other armed MPs before other police in the yard managed to shoot him to death. Once again, these lone assailants are always killed instead of taking them alive, which they could easily have done in Masood's case, especially. I mean, to undergo interrogation, to find out who else might be behind these incidents. How very convenient. He was only armed with a knife or knives. Uh, Not a superior threat to heavily armed and trained military police, is it? The whole incident is suspect to me. All of these types of incidents usually are. There's something else at play here. I would bet my bottom dollar on it. Let's put it into perspective, shall we? Britain's Parliament passed the law this last month in February confirming Britain's exit from the EU. After they passed the law, allegations began that voter fraud was behind the referendum of the people in last year's vote. Why say such things now after they passed the actual law? Why wasn't it mentioned right after the referendum or within the weeks and months following the referendum? Perhaps they were, but I'm not fully aware if they were or not. But after all this time, if there was any meat to the allegations of voter fraud, then this official law they just passed would never have occurred. Suspect. Renegade Nation, very suspect. Then, as this incident occurred with Massoud, the members of Parliament were confined within the House of Commons, but they evacuated prime minister Theresa May out of the building when she had her own private office within the house of commons now why wouldn't the prime minister be safe along with the rest of parliament masood had already been dealt with perhaps there was others there were others involved who were already inside i'll get into this perspective when i come back this is Everly isby connecting the dots right here on renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello again. This is Everly and I'm back continuing on with what might really be behind the incident at the House of Commons in London. So, what was really going on? This very possibly actually most probably has to do with Britain exiting the EU. Now, Brexit is a very unhappy situation for the EU and for Germany in particular, which is, after all, very much against Britain's withdrawal, and Germany is very angry about it. The consequences of Britain's exit out of the EU and Germany specifically, which is the powerhouse of the EU, are vast politically and economically and is a major wound that could quicken the death spiral of the EU's ability to exist in its current form, if at all. The dominoes are falling, I mean, who's next to exit? Greece? France? Italy? Spain? The fabric of the bureaucratic nightmare at EU's headquarters in Brussels where the unelected bureaucratic leadership refused to admit to their culpability and stupid mistakes in their quest for power and control of all of Europe, I bring this up because a very good possibility that Germany, or I should say German intelligence, could very well be behind this incident with Khalid Massoud. There's a very interesting interview that Kerry Cassidy of Project Camelot did with Michael Shrimpton, a British barrister who is also a specialist in national security and constitutional law, strategic intelligence, and counterterrorism. His biography is extensive, and Shrimpton is respected by intelligence and governments around the world. I've included a link to this interview as well as an article published by Michael Shrimpton in my links. Just go to Renegade Talk Radio's homepage, click on Shows at the top, and go to my page to get to the links I provide for any and all of my shows. Now, the first half hour of this interview included uh, a man named Ole Dam- Damgaard, as well, who participated for just the first half hour, together they talked into the many incidents like this one that have been happening around the world that more often than not are false flags. When Ole signed off, Shrimpton went much more deeply into the intelligence connections, specifically in this case the German DVD, which stands for oh gosh, and I'll probably I'll probably massacre this. My apologies to German speakers. Uh, the Deutsches Verti for T de or more simply, the German Defense Service. <laughs> I mean, German is such a crazy language. I mean, they have so many consonants in their world words. Um, you know, as opposed to like the conceptual language of the Hawaiian language, where like there, there's a word called Hoopono'pono, which means, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. Whereas the Germans, words can be like a mile long when it's conveying something really simple like uh, which translated into English means bread. (laughs) No, I just, no insult given here, I'm just saying... But I digress. Anyway, Shrimpton's analysis was really interesting and enlightening in what was perhaps really behind this. And simply put, it was German uh, German intelligence op, utilizing the familiar Muslim terrorist to disguise the German intelligence agenda to assassinate Prime Minister Theresa May and then install an EU-friendly MP to take her place. Shrimpton said that it seems Massoud had assistance to get into the perimeter grounds of Parliament, that he could not have gotten that far without someone letting him in. But it goes deeper than that. Massoud was a terrorist. ISIS claimed responsibility for it, so there is definitely that connection there. Kerry Cassidy then contributed that these terrorist operations are run by the Germans to which Shrimpton agreed, that was a tie-in that I was unaware of. The heavy influence of German intelligence apparatus of the DVD, as uh, you know, like point man, uh, as it were, to many of these terrorist activities. Shrimpton confirmed that ISIS is controlled and funded by intelligence, including the CIA, but he said that is the result of German DVD assets inside the CIA and other intelligence agencies. Globally, the CIA, as he explained, was initially set up by German intelligence, which would have been following World War II when the CIA morphed from the former OSS, and that is also when the U.S. brought over top Nazi scientists, intelligence, and important military politicos who had not already escaped to Antarctica as I've talked about in past shows. Shrimpton also said that the same infiltration by Germans happened in Britain, within the MI5 and MI6 intelligence agencies, and Russia as well. He said that all of these agencies were set up by the Germans, ultimately seeking to have control over them. Now, doesn't that provide some interesting dot connectors here? Look at it this way. Germany was behind the instigation of both world wars, and each time was defeated. How, then, did Germany manage to become the powerhouse of Europe today? And why would the intelligence agencies in the U.S. and U.K. have heavy infiltration by German intelligence, such as DVD assets? Good question. Shrimpton alluded to the fact that within British MI6, which is the equivalent to the U.S.'s CIA, that a division of the GO 2 reside inside and that only top-level MI6 are even aware of it. The GO 2 is, once again, German intelligence. And I have to say that I need to go down some rabbit holes here on this revelation. This is new to me, but perhaps I'm behind the eight ball. Is this news to you as well about German intelligence' ubiquitous infiltration throughout intelligence internationally? Intelligence, I mean, is a unique and strange world that is designed to keep everyone in the dark, obviously. But it's intriguing to me in its implications because, well, (laughs) this is where it led me. As I said in past shows, the strange goings-on down in Antarctica. All these world leaders who have no clear reason to visit there have been doing so in numbers that is unprecedented. I talked about the military incident just following World War II, where the U.S.'s Admiral Byrd headed an expedition, which included a naval fleet, to Antarctica, looking for the underground Nazi bases that had been set up there over the course of World War II, where the cream of the crop of Nazi scientists, engineers, and great minds were evacuated when the Nazis realized they were going to lose the war. Admiral Byrd's fleet was attacked by exceedingly fast-flying disks coming out of the sea and was forced to retreat after losing a number of ships and a destroyer in his fleet. So, the cream of Nazi Germany's greatest mines went into the underground bases established in Antarctica, and the U.S., U.K., and Russia offered asylum and welcomed the remaining great mines, which were immediately put to work within the growing intelligence communities, the military and space command positions. How very trusting and perhaps necessary. Hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's very interesting. And now I know why it's always been said that the Nazis' Third Reich did not lose the war and that the Fourth Reich is alive and well. Am I speculating? Yes. Is it a possibility or even a probability? Once again, yes. Something to ponder and keep in mind as we go forward in the insanity of the vast changes occurring these days. As I say, it's hard to keep up with it all, but it includes the talk of disclosures coming in the near future over this. It's going viral across the internet regarding what's going on in Antarctica which includes disclosures of advanced technologies not only from the ancient civilizations that are being unearthed down there, as I speak, but the technologies that are currently used by the deep state that have been withheld from humanity for many decades, some of which have been used against us all. Okay. I'm I'm chewing away. But I'm going to take another break here when I come back. I'm going to talk into uh, something really different, uh, of which I've spoken into before. It's about the legal definition of words that have been changed without our knowledge that has been utilized to enslave us. In the last show, I talked about how the word terrorism's legal definition has changed to broaden its scope to, quote, anyone who disagrees with government policy. You're a terrorist. Well... (laughs) That practice has been used many times in many nefarious ways. When Congress writes legislation to confuse the general populace and get us to consent to contracts that we don't even know exist and demote us from our birthright political status to that of slaves, even though slavery has been abolished for a long time here in the United States as well as around the world. Ooh, those conniving, greedy bastards. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. Right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Sit down. I've got a little present for you. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to blunt talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hi again, Renegade Nation. This is Erlie. And the subject I'm speaking into now is very dear to my heart. And one of the reasons I created this show. Subject. Is not easy to talk about in this format um, without resorting to the role of teacher, which I cannot and will not do. But I keep slipping this stuff in, hoping to contribute to waking up the minds that have not been privy to this important knowledge that, of course, was never taught to us, even though it's vital to understand. They truly don't want you to know these things in order to keep you playing their illegal casino game of endless Profits, Isn't that a surprise? Okay, now, uh, yeah, I, of course, I've covered some of this in past shows, and I'm going to attempt to explain the general overview. If I cover stuff I've already talked into before, I do so because this subject matter is hard to get your head wrapped around. And repetition, like with everything else that you want to excel at, drives it home. It's in your interest to understand these things. Okay, I'm going to start with the legal definition of words and the term legalese, which is is used against us to confuse us so that they can gain or maintain jurisdiction over each and every one of us. It's a dirty game, and anyone who's dealt with the uh, authority types of whatever kind knows just what I mean. I'm just gonna speak into the United States, cause that's what I know. But this is also true in all of the countries of the Western and Western controlled world. It's the same game with just minor differences in an individual country's, you know, the, the way they set up their country. Legalese is the reason you need a legal dictionary on hand whenever you sign a contract or deal with any agency of government, banking or financial institution, any corporation in general. What most of us deal with on a consistent basis in our lives are what are called unilateral contracts, which requires only your signature, like opening a bank account or signing the W-2 tax forms for employment, even the mortgage papers you signed when you thought you were buying your home. Since you are the only signatory, you are the only one liable for whatever it is in those unilateral contracts. For example, even if you pay off your mortgage, you never own your home. When you pay off your car loan, you don't own that either. When you deposit your hard-earned money into your personal bank account, that money becomes the bank's property. It is no longer your money. Many of you who are listening may be aware of this fact, and many of you may be saying, what the frig is this loon talking about? Your actual personal signature, Renegade Nation, is a very powerful thing. It's just that they haven't told you why it's powerful and how your signature is the way they take that power away, steal your assets and your money, and through your signature, you are consenting and agreeing that they can do that. When I said that slavery was abolished a long time ago worldwide, that is a fact. But slavery is alive and well and flourishing because they've managed to enslave everybody through deceitful means without most of us even being aware of how they do this. Another example, if you pay attention when you receive any mail from any government agency, financial institution, or corporation in general, your name is written in all capital letters. Why do they do that? It's not for the ease of uniformity. It means a very specific thing. The same is true for your given name. This is where the birth certificate comes in and the theft of your given name occurs and where they illegally changed your political status without your knowledge or consent. Happens right after you're born and your mother registers your birth to obtain what she thinks is a record of your birth. Your given, your given name, by the way, is your property. It is the gift given in love to you by your parents. It is your intellectual property, just like the name of a company. It is trademarked so that no one else can use that name in a commercial sense, and this is key. Now, I'm not going to explain the history surrounding this, just the plain facts, put as simply as I can, and uh, to do so I need to tie in to jurisdiction. The governments, from the county to the state and on to the federal level, are all in the jurisdiction of the sea, which is in the laws of commerce and equity, the world of corporations. It's also the home of maritime and admiralty law. Our governments have all incorporated and are therefore in the jurisdiction of the sea, which would include our court system. If you were born in one of the 50 geographically defined states, not on federal territory like Guam or Puerto Rico, Uh, you don't work for the government, or you're not enlisted in the military, not an asylum seeker from some other country, or a dependent of the government, if you were born in any one of the geographically defined states of the Union, you are, by birth, an American national born on the land jurisdiction, which is where your inherent rights expressed in in the preamble to the Constitution and the subsequent Bill of Rights guarantees your freedom and the superior status you have over the government. Okay, now let's go back to the birth certificate. I hope I'm not confusing you. On your birth certificate are two dates. The date you arrived on the planet, which is your birthday, and the day that the birth certificate is filed with the state. That is the birthday Of the legal fiction entity they created, which is your first, middle, and last name in all capital letters. And as a result, it is the day when you, as a living human being, is declared lost at sea. In other words, you're in maritime, admiralty, jurisdiction of the sea. You have abandoned any and all property, assets, your estate, and you become a ward of the state. The legal fiction entity is now residing in their jurisdiction of the sea, and the living human being no longer exists to them. Therefore, since you've gone missing, the state takes on your assets in trust until you show back up, present yourself as alive and well, and competent. They change your political status, your birthright status on the land jurisdiction as an American state national, and now you are considered the property, the chattel of the state, and illegally changed your political status and demoted you to that of U.S. citizen. (laughs) Now remember in the last show I talked about how they changed the legal, legislative definition of words, like the word terrorism, to include anyone who disagrees with government policy is now considered a terrorist? The same was done many years back with the legal definition of the word person which in common language and common dictionaries refers to a human being. But not in the legal definition. The legal definition of a person is that of a corporation or a legal fiction entity, something created on paper. Corporations, including, of course, our governments, cannot, in the world of commerce and equity, the jurisdiction of the sea, they cannot deal with living human beings. No. They can only do business with other corporations, other legal fiction entities created on paper. Therefore, in order for the private, foreign-owned corporation for profit that pretends to be legitimate government, they stole you out of your jurisdiction on the land, set you out to sea, so that they can make bucco bucks off of you. Once again, pay attention to correspondence that comes from any agency of government, financial institution, or corporation. Your name is always spelled in all caps. They're not addressing you, the living flesh human being. They are addressing the legal fiction entity, which is in actuality an account set up in your name that utilizes all capital alphabetical letters as opposed to numbers that are usually used to identify the account of the person, that corporation, that person of your name. This account is bonded and insured with a financial amount based upon the estimated value of your life. This is then used as an instrument of leverage, the amount of your life's worth, to invest in mutual funds and other things for the profiteering of entities and individuals internationally. Your account is traded worldwide for the profit of others. Let that sink in. This goes for all human beings, at least in the Western and Western-controlled world. The United States, the UK, Europe, Canada, Australia, Japan, and so on. All of us were made into bonded slaves with a value placed in our lives, our assets, and our estates. So, what is the ramification of all this? They stole your name, identity theft, and changed and demoted your political status, and we were taught to enslave ourselves from an early age and to answer yes to the question, are you a United States citizen? Here's an example. Okay, if you're, say, in court, fighting a traffic ticket that you know is bogus, when the judge calls your name, he is reading off the court ledger with your name spelled in all caps. It sounds like your name, it is your name, but the judge is actually addressing the legal fiction entity, the person, the corporation, in all caps. The court is in the jurisdiction of the sea. The legal fiction entity, that is you, on paper, is in the jurisdiction of the sea. But in order for their game to work, they have to establish jurisdiction over you, the human being, by getting you to agree that you are the legal fiction entity by saying, yes, that's me boom, you gave them jurisdiction and you just entered the law of commerce and equity, which does not deal with human beings and their property issues. Another little trick they utilize to gain jurisdiction, uh, for example, is when the judge says, do you understand the charges made against you or something like that? But the word understand is the key. We we automatically think he's asking if we comprehend the situation, but that's not what he means at all. He's asking you if you will stand under, to be under or subservient to their jurisdiction. Lots of little tricks up their sleeves like that. (laughs) That jurisdiction, the jurisdiction that belongs to an American national is the land jurisdiction and the common law courts, we were guaranteed to handle such matters. Those courts were taken away from us in order to pull you into their casino game. Your birth certificate was your entrance into the game, and when you signed the unilateral contract called the traffic ticket, for example, you surrendered to their jurisdiction again. They're inviting you to play, but only in their jurisdiction not yours. Any violation of regulations, codes, statutes, etc. from the county on up to the federal level, the millions of them which you receive in the form of a ticket, a notice, or a summons are only addressing the all-caps legal fiction creation, not you. The corporate entity person and the monetary account created by the theft of the given name, pays for all the penalties, fees, utilities, fines, and etc. on down the line. It's paid for through that legal fiction account. So, when you respond to that notice, that ticket, or whatever, thinking they're addressing you, you give them jurisdiction over you the living human. You have consented, and therefore are liable, for whatever bullshit, juris, whatever bullshit they are claiming against you. On top of that, in their game, you just committed fraud by claiming to be their trademark name, that person in commerce. You're already guilty, so they can rule in whatever way is profitable for them. They actually get paid twice then. They draw it first from the legal fiction account of whatever that fine is, in your name, and then they take it also out of your personal pocket or bank account by bilking you out of what was already been paid for. It's called double dipping, and boy, they sure make a lot of self-interested bandits and greedy thieves that they are a lot of profit. And by the way, when it comes to all these erroneous crimes that they level against us, the truth is, on the land jurisdiction in common law, which they deprived you of in this fraudulent game. In common law, if there is no victim, there is no crime. Therefore, no penalty, fine, or imprisonment. All of the millions of people who are in prison for things like the possession of cannabis, or the parents who have had their children taken away from them because they refuse to subject their children to mandatory vaccinations. There are many more examples of victimless crimes that have, been, have destroyed people's lives and livelihoods. All of these examples of how they control and manipulate us for their self-interested profits are totally of criminal intent. <laughs> okay, taking a break here. When I come back, I'll wrap this all up. This is Everly Isby, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. What are you people? On dope? It's perfect! shh, 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 shh. Do you hear that? It's the winds of change. Hi again, Renegade Nation. And, you know, before I close this show, I just want to tell you that this situation I'm talking about is not hopeless. In fact, there are solutions in the works. Um, Ouch. Excuse me. My headphone just came off. (laughs) But the important thing to know is that you can rid your lives of this imposed servitude to the state, that is if you understand these distinctions that can free you from their clutches. To do that, which you most certainly can, you can embrace the truth that you are important enough to see the game for what it is and to do something about it. You can lawfully and legally take your identity and your assets and your estate back along with the inherent power associated with that action. And there is nothing they can do or say about it. It's the rules they made themselves. Play their game back at them. It only means you're released from the enslavement that they have illegally forced down your throats from when you're still in the cradle. Your parents didn't know either, nor your parents' parents. Ignorance is bliss? (laughs) It's only bliss for those that have made you ignorant. When you know the truth, their blissful arrogance and greedy machinations can be reckoned with. Now, I've only given you a very short version of the vast implications and truth of this situation. I can't do more than that. Many of you listening may be confused by what I just said, and frustrated, and angry, because it has left you with more questions than answers. And that, my friends, is my intent. Many of you are already angry and fed up with the fact that your freedoms have been stripped from you because you know it's true and the quality of your life and everyone else around you has been declining year after year, decade after decade, and you should be angry and more. I just hope this show will light a fire under you to understand these important facts because it's in your interest to do so and to spread the word to others. Pass this on. Communicate with everyone and everyone who means something to you. The factual evidence of this is spelled out in detail and cannot be refuted. This is not conspiracy theory (coughs) or me spreading disinformation. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, millions of people around the world have taken the time to educate themselves to this to these truths and are going through the process of taking back their true political status and, quote, surrendering the person, unquote, which is the process of returning the corporate legal fiction person to the U.S. Treasury, settling the account, in your given name, that has allowed the system to individually and collectively rape, pillage and plunder at will. Shouldn't you, Renegade Nation, be living your life free of these exponentially growing taxes, fees, licenses, duties, the ever growing theft of your hard earned money, your personal assets, and the assets of the country that belong countries that belong to us all. I mean, are you fed up with their depriving you of your own quality of life? Wouldn't you like to legally not be liable for federal income taxes? The answer to all of that is yes and more. Again, I recommend from the bottom of my heart that you tune in to Anna Von Wrights. She's not the only one out there, but she's kind of like the figurehead of a lot of people who are joined together and are working on. And also read her book. uh, She and her husband wrote, actually. Um, And it's called, You Know There's a Problem When... An American Affidavit of Probable Cause. The book is the initial key to waking up anyone who is interested enough to participate in this process, of opening your eyes to understand the whole kit and caboodle of the mass deception at play. And it's not dry and boring uh, reading. It's not at all. I mean, I read it in one sitting when it first arrived. I was so enthralled. And to assist you further, there's also a website dedicated to Judge Anna, Just go to AnavonRights.com, It's in my links. And you'll find over 500 and counting articles that cover a myriad of subjects to help you along your way to freedom. As I said, millions are participating in the U.S. and many other countries to make the changes necessary to turn the ship of captives in the jurisdiction of the sea and heading home to the land jurisdiction where our power and inherent rights reside. In closing, I will say that apparently, according to Anna, all of the filings, notices, and affidavits, and so forth that have been filed by her, her husband, and many countless others over the years has produced the acknowledgement of truth in law. And here's the good news. The actual country that we living American people are owed is being returned, and the states of America are receiving back all the assets and credit that has been embezzled. We, right now, can participate in our own self-interests and an important first step with taking back our identities. Eventually, as these things progress, there will be programs to help anyone do it. But I ask you, how long will that take? Can you count on the government to do what's right? Can you count on them to relinquish their very profitable casino game and step down from their positions of power and control? Of course not. No one willingly gives up power and control. It's historically unprecedented. It's up to each and every one of us to choose. You can choose to participate in your own freedom, or you can choose to remain enslaved and under a jurisdiction that does not benefit you. (laughs) Okay, Renegade Nation, as always, thanks for listening. I hope you uh, found this interesting. I truly, truly do. Uh, This is Everly Isby, This is Connecting the Dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Bye-bye.